get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. That's Alex Ferrario. He's Tanner Hendricks, and I'm Brandon Kylie. Right now, we are very happy to go back out to the Brownie and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by the one and only Katie Wu. She's the Cardinals insider for The Athletic, and you can follow her on Twitter at Katie J. Wu. Katie, BK needs you today. He <laughs> yeah. needs you big time. All right, what do you guys got for me? Let's do it. Okay, so I'm the positive Pete on this Cardinals team. I've been holding out hope all season long. I believe they're going to make the playoffs uh, come hell or high water. It's going to happen. Do you have anything there for me to suggest that I am right? Because earlier today we had Tim Kirchin on, who's like <laughs> the most positive individual in the world, and he basically took a minute to say, yeah, this team's not making the playoffs. <laughs> oh, man. Um, You know, look. This, what I can say is this team has not counted themselves out for making the playoffs. When you look at the numbers, it's not favorable, um, but you never know. The, the Cardinals are assisted by having that two-week stretch at the end of the season with two series against the Milwaukee Brewers and two series against the Cubs. Now, obviously, the Cubs are kind of sellers. They probably won't play in the division as much, although they have basically the same record as the Cardinals. So what does that say? However... The Cardinals do believe that that September, when it's loaded with division games, is where they're going to make their push. Now, if you want some optimism, I do. Here, I, I wrote about 3,000 words on the Cardinals' offense last night, and that is actually where this optimism is coming from. Uh, we broke down June 24th. I'm sure you all remember, you guys, Tommy Edmonds sat down and said, you know, I don't think we've been as prepared in our game plan as we would have liked, and things need to change. Mentioned they had a team meeting. Well, the Cardinals went over a bunch of things they'd like to change at the plate approach, and mainly it was getting back to the kind of offense they displayed earlier in the season when they were hitting all those balls really hard and their expected average was way above what their actual average was. Um, so they went back to kind of spraying the ball, being more dimensional, getting their chase rate down, getting better with their two-strike approach, and in the last month, the sample size actually backs that statement up. Their numbers are rising. They're getting better. Their average OPS and slug with runners in scoring position, they all rank in the top 10 in baseball. You can look at guys like Paul Goldschmidt, Dylan Carlson, and Harrison Bader. I'm sure we'll get to Harrison Bader very soon mm-hmm. as kind of individual glimpses of how this offense is collectively coming together. So I am optimistic about the offensive side, and I think that's the first time I've said that in maybe ever on this show. Um, and another reason, <laughs> another reason to be excited and optimistic is that Miles Michaels and Jack Flaherty, knock on wood, everybody three times, 
are progressing well. And, you know, Jack will make his first rehab start tomorrow in Memphis, and he's slated to go 40 to 45 pitches. And that's a, a significant bigger jump than what we were expecting for Jack with his first start. That's right about where Miles threw. And Miles is always projected to be a little bit ahead of Jack. So that's a great sign that Jack is slated for that many pitches in his first rehab assignment. Maybe, again, let's knock on wood three more times. That means they're a little bit closer than we thought to being ready and returning to this big league club. Of course, a lot of that is going to depend on how they recover. I cannot say that enough. It's all about the recovery for these guys, especially in Jack's case. So fingers crossed there, but it is a very good sign that he's going out there with that high of a pitch count for the first start. All right, Katie, I'm going to save the Harrison Bader question for my guy BK over here. So he can fanboy a little bit more about Bader's play as of late, but I do want to touch on the offense in a whole and specifically just the outfield in a whole, because I think I saw a stat the other day that with that full outfield slated with Carlson Bader and O'Neill, the Cardinals are 17 and 10 this season with them playing, which is an impressive record. How much of those three are, are impacting the overall offensive numbers for this Cardinals team? Oh, oh, it's huge. Uh, I want to shout out Zach Silver with MLB.com who pointed out that of the 100 games the Cardinals played, only 27 of them have featured the trio that the front office envisioned starting every day, you know, with O'Neal and, and uh, Bader with their respective injury stints throughout the year. It was kind of hard to get everybody together. And now we're seeing this continuously when before they were playing like three to four games in a stretch and then, oh, no, someone's hurt. But now... They're healthy. It was knock on wood again. Um, And they're playing well and they're clicking. When we look at this outfield defense the Cardinals have, the chemistry is there. They they are uh, an elite defensive outfield, probably one of the best in baseball. The question was always their offensive production. It was, okay, well, Bader's had, he's really struggled hitting right-handers. That has to be a fixed element of his game. This is like the year to fix it or else his Cardinals career could be in jeopardy. You know, they could look to move him if he can't hit. What does Vader do? He responds by making his biggest emphasis of the offseason to improve in that regard, and he's absolutely mashing right-handers. He has an average against him of over 280 in, in 2021 combined of, between both of his injuries since. Don't think that you could ask for anything more than that, um, and he's just been electric to watch. He's really sparked this lineup, and he commands center field just about as well as anyone in the game, perhaps better. Tyler O'Neill has become less of a two-true outcome guy. I know last year it was more of a, like, okay, this guy's never going to walk. He's either going to strike out or hit a home run. We'll take the power, but can there be some consistency? You look at his spray chart this year, he's using the ball all over the field. He's been more of a collective, co- collective hitter at the plate. He's been able to utilize all fields. And his walk rate is increasing. Now, he could cut his chase rate down just a little bit, but these are all significant improvements that are making Tyler O'Neill kind of into a star. And then Dylan Carlson, I think there was never really a worry about if his offense would produce. I think it was a matter of question of, you know, would it transfer, how quickly would transfer from the minor leagues to the big leagues, especially with the 2020 call-up in the middle of whatever all of that season was. And, you know, I know he struggled a little bit in the beginning of July, but there's one particular plate appearance he had in the Cubs series where he works a bases-loaded walk. And the two pitches he lays off of, one's a changeup from Alec Mills, one's a curveball. Those are really tough pitches to lay off. They look like they're going right over the heart of the plate and they tail out away from him. Those are the ones you chase. He laid off both of them. To me, that was the sign he's seen the ball better. When we talk about Dylan Carlson and his offense production, it all starts with his plate approach. He's such good pitch selection. He's very picky. He goes, he sees a lot of pitches, he makes the pitchers work, and he draws a lot of walks. So when he did that and was able to lay off two tough, tempting pitches in a row, then homers, I was like, okay. Maybe we're seeing something from Dylan, and maybe he's coming around. So very exciting for the offense. Um, Harrison Bader yesterday uh, on the post-game Zoom said, 
yeah, front office knows what they're talking about <laughs> when they talked about this, those three guys together. So it's definitely been fun to watch. Katie Wu is our guest for another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN. You can find her work over at The Athletic. You should subscribe over there for her coverage of the Cardinals, for JR's coverage of the Blues. You can also follow her on Twitter at Katie J. Wu. Katie has a little bit of a follow-up because, of course, on Harrison Bader, he is now batting 362 since his return from the IL. His energy out there, you can tell, is infectious for the team When you talk to people inside of the organization, whether it's on or off the record, around the clubhouse, before and after games, what are they saying right now about Harrison Bader? What what is the feel around the club of what we're watching? Do do they think this is real, the improvement that we're seeing from him offensively? Oh, yeah. I think they think it's real, and I think most importantly, Harrison thinks it's real. When I think about the impact that Bader's had on this club, I think back to one of his first games back from the injured list. They were in Colorado. He had that go-ahead grand slam in the – in the 10th, and his teammates referred to him as a spark plug. And he said, you know, I'm happy to be that, but really I just want to go out there and, and play. But the thing is, when Harrison is, is walking at the plate and that defensive ability that never wavers, he is the spark plug because he just brings that infectious energy. I mean, this is a guy that's going to take any extra thing he can do to make the team win and do it happily. He just likes to be out there. I don't think there's anyone having more fun than Harrison Bader right now. And again, it comes at a time where, you know, this is a – arbitration eligible year at the end of the season his future if he could not maybe improve on the offensive regard could have been in question with the club and he responded with flying colors i I do think this is sustainable um i do the adjustments that he's made speak for himself you look at his strikeout rate he's cut that in half from 2020 this year already he's much more selective he's much more patient he's not going out there flailing and chasing at balls He's waiting. He's being selective. And that goes back to, like I talked about earlier, the Cardinals' entire approach and what they want from their hitters. So I don't think what Harrison is, is doing is a fluke by any means. I think this is kind of the, the turning point for him as a well-rounded athlete here in his Cardinals career. So, Katie, I guess the uh, the patented weekly question that I'm going to give you, because it seems like every week we check in on just the trade deadline thoughts for this Cardinals team, and we heard last week that it was either going to be buyers or holders after a series loss against the Reds and then, of course, the series win against the Cubs. Where do you feel like this team stands? I think they stand pat. And before everybody yells at me from their car radio or throws their phone out the window, too late. Um, hear me out. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know, I know. I don't even want to. Don't even want to think about it. Um, I think they stand pat because, as President of Baseball Operations John Mazalek mentioned earlier in the uh, in the month, their roster isn't really set up to sell. A lot of the guys that they have this control over, or they could possibly look to move, are guys they're not going to move. Okay. I don't like speaking in definitives, but they're not going to move Yadier Molina. They're not going to move Adam Wainwright. They're not going to trade Matt Carpenter. The one guy you could argue them moving is Andrew Miller. He's a veteran reliever, left-hander, lots of experience, especially in the postseason, contending teams, for surefire contending teams like that kind of guy. You can never have too much bullpen help. It's a half-year rental, but he does have a full no-trade clause he would have to, rate, to waive. So not quite sure if that's feasible there, too, and that is a significant chunk of money. I think they stand pat and they hope, and I'm about to say a phrase that is going to light everybody up, but it's the truth. They hope that Miles Michaelis and Jack Flaherty returning has the same payoff as a trade. Again, we talked about them being closer than we might have imagined them coming back for. If they return, that's obviously a huge benefit to the rotation, will do a huge benefit for morale. But if they hold here, they can also start looking to build into contention for 2022. And this is not a Cardinal team that's going to sell. They're not going to sell, you know, sale fire all their assets here. 
They're going to stand pat, hold, hope it works out where they can make a run in 2021. But if they don't, they put themselves in a really nice position to have an open window going into the offseason. Shortstop market is going to be out of control this offseason. And they'll have most of their pitchers back. You know, well, Hudson's coming back. You know, could they sign KK to an extension? Possibly. I think if they've learned anything this season, it's you can never have too much starting pitching, even when you think that you do. So for me, this trade deadline, I'm looking at it as in how is this going to shape the Cardinals' future? Because I don't believe they're going to make any moves certainly not any blockbuster move by the deadline. You heard it here first. Katie says they're holding Pat at the deadline to be able to sign Trevor Store in the offseason. That's what I heard at least. Okay. <laughs> Katie, final question for you. I was kidding, of course. She did not say that. Um, BK likes to put words in people's mouths, Katie. <laughs> yeah. If I'm not mistaken, you were up in Cincinnati for this series, right? Yes, I was. Did you try Skyline Chili or have you had Skyline Chili before? I have not, and I have never. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just scared. I still haven't tried. Um, um, you know, that piece everyone told me to do. This is bad. I don't know the name. Emos, Emos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But St. Louis style in general, you can get it other places. I, I just, I don't know. Um, I know that I have to. I know that's like a rite of passage. But I just didn't feel the vibe over the weekend. It was really hot. It was really muggy. I did not feel good. Um, and I was like, you know what? We'll go back to Cincinnati one more time. Maybe I'll try it then. We'll okay. See. Stay tuned. When you go back to Cincinnati, I believe that's in late August. I'm sure it's going to be not hot at all at that point. Um, we'll, oh, <laughs> we'll check in again and see if you enjoy it that time around. Okay. Yeah. Th- th- that's obviously going to be the most pressing update of the season, right? There. <laughs> of course. Of course. We'll not that, disappoint. At that point, that might be the best thing we've got to talk to you about. Katie, thanks so much <laughs> for the time. As always, we'll talk with you again next week. Sounds good, guys. Have a good one. The Wendy's $3 breakfast deal is here. Get a bacon or sausage egg and Swiss croissant plus a small seasoned potatoes. That's a better breakfast for just three bucks in three easy steps. One, wake up. (sighs) Two, get out of bed. And three, head to Wendy's for your $3 breakfast deal. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's $3 breakfast deal. Limited time only. Participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Select a request $3 breakfast deal in order to obtain discount. Not valid for all card or combos orders. Price and participation may vary in Alaska and Hawaii. With Black Friday savings at the Home Depot, you can get top brand laundry sets with the latest tech to tackle any mess you might face this holiday. Like automatic fabric and load size detection for spills of any size, from cookies and milk on your favorite holiday sweater, to the toddler of the house discovering just how fun cranberry sauce can be. Make more magic this holiday season. Let your new appliances handle the mess. Shop Black Friday savings and get up to 30% off, plus instantly save up to $750 on select LG laundry sets at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Offer valid November 2nd through 30th. U.S. only. See store or online for details.